Welcome to Counter Melody, the podcast on great singers and great singing. I am your host, Daniel Gundlach, and I am thrilled to share with you the opera and classical singers about whom I am most passionate. I hope that when you hear these voices, you might echo me in saying, God, I love her, or God, I love him. Now, Without any further ado, I bring you this week's episode. Tony? Was bedeutet das, Tony? Anton. Te adoro, Anton. Te adoro, Maria. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Counter Melody. I'm sure you recognize the music that we just heard, although it might have sounded a little bit unusual in German. I wonder if you know who the singer is. Since you've seen the title of the episode, you probably do. But here's another example of her at the exact opposite end of the spectrum.
That was from a live performance of Lulu in Vienna in 1983. Of course, the artist we're talking about here is none other than the extraordinary, the exceptional, the außergewöhnliche Julia McGuinness. She's always been a singer that fascinated me, and lately, the more that I listen to her, the more that I find myself really appreciating the wide range of repertoire in which she excelled. Just in case you were thinking, well, it's not that unusual that someone can sing Maria in West Side Story and then gradually move into the role of Lulu. I can't think of anyone that could do it, but okay, I'll grant you that. But what about this? My friend, Just keep on using me Until you use me album from 2006 called Alter Ego, and that is the song Use Me by Bill Withers in a fantastic arrangement. And by the way, I'm just going to apologize for the times that I have to shorten these tracks. I would love to play the entire things for you, but alas, with all of the different examples that I want to play for you, and I do have, I believe, 29 today, so we have to keep them on the short side. That said, I do want to offer another example from the West Side Story that Julia McGuinness sang as a teenager in 1968 when the piece received its German-language premiere at the Wiener Volksoper. 
Julia McGuinness was already a seasoned performer by that time. In fact, she had already performed Maria in a city center revival of West Side Story. Apart from that, she had also sung Hodel in the premiere of Fiddler on the Roof opposite Zero Mostel in 1964. In addition to that, she had sung with Leonard Bernstein in a televised performance of Aaron Copland's opera The Second Hurricane while she was still a student at New York's High School of Music and Art. Before she went to Vienna to sing Maria, she had also sung in Menotti's The Saint of Bleecker Street at New York City Opera. Let's listen to another example of that Maria, and I just want to say a couple things about her portrayal. First of all, she has such backbone as Maria, but she also has this ungirded innocence. It's the most most touching combination, and it's really ideal for the part. I've seen some good Marias. I've also seen some lousy Marias in my day. And I have to say, to my ear, listening to these performances from the folks opera, she's the ideal Maria. Wie groß die Sünde sei, 
by the way, the other performers that we heard in that recording from the Wiener Volksoper were none other than Adolf Dallapozza, a very famous tenor who went on to record quite a bit of operetta, among other things, as well as Iacchino in Fidelio with Leonard Bernstein. The woman playing Anita is someone named Arlene Woods, who was evidently also an American. I don't have too much good to say about her, so we'll just let her pass. While Julia McGinnis was in Vienna, she began singing operetta. And man, can she sing operetta. I have three examples that I'm going to offer for you. Two of them are from a 1978 operetta recital album that she made. The first is from a piece called Der Vetter aus Dingsda by the composer Eduard Kuhnecke. He's not terribly well known in the United States, but one can still see Vetter aus Dingsda. In fact, my not-boyfriend David and I saw a production of it. Oh God, I want to say it was in, God, I can't even remember where it was, but it was somewhere in a medium-sized town in Germany a few years ago. It's a charming piece, I have to say. And this aria, Strahlender Mond, Gleaming Moon, is just one of a number of hit tunes in this operetta. It's a real winner. And her performance, yes... Kevin Clark, who is an expert on operetta, finds that the element of sex that McGinnis brings to her performances of operetta really set them apart. And I must agree. This next 
aria is from Franz Lehár's Friederike, which is based on a biographical event in the life of the young Goethe. And this is the aria, Warum hast du mich wach geküsst? It's not exactly possible to translate this, but what it means is, I was asleep, I didn't even know what love was, and then you kissed me and I woke up. Why did you do this when you have made me so unhappy? The next is a song by Robert Stolz, who was both a conductor and a composer and just an all-around operetta practitioner. He was a great figure, and he wrote this eternally cherished and beloved melody, Imprata blühen wieder die Bäume. And this is a song about springtime in Vienna, and the Prata is the big park there, and the words of the song convey that the trees in the Prata are once again in bloom. That must mean that springtime has finally returned to Vienna. Thank <laughs> you. 
is an episode about crossover, so let's do some crossover, shall we? The first is an arrangement of the Isaac Albéniz tango from his España suite. It was originally written for piano, and it's such a beautiful melody. It's probably his most famous piece, and it's been arranged many times, including in this version, with a wonderful German text, of course, Sehnsucht nach vergangenen Zeit, Longing for the Past. This is from Julia McGuinness's first crossover album, as far as I can determine, recorded in 1973. Just as she mastered the German style, as we've heard in the past few examples, so Julia McGuinness also, chameleon-like, really mastered French repertoire as well. Here she is in an appearance at the Olympia Music Hall in Paris in 1989, singing the French version of Michel Legrand's The Windmills of Your Mind, or Les Moulins de Mon Coeur, The Windmills of My Heart. So, in French, the windmills move from your mind to my heart. And she sings this as if it were a verismo aria. It's so exciting. Unfortunately, I had to cut the performance down, but the way that she alternates understatedness with these cries from the heart, it's extraordinary, and I really do love this performance. Comme les chansons 
près de la source Qui sait ce que tu m'as dit Mais l'été finit sa course Quand on tombe de son île Et voilà que si le sable Qu'on va se réforcer Déjà que l'on jette dans l'eau vive d'un ruisseau et qui laisse derrière elle des milliers de rentants Another composer that Julia McGuinness was identified with throughout her career was Kurt Weill. She sang the role of Jenny in Mahagoni. I believe that was her debut at the Met. She also recorded, famously, The Seven Deadly Sins with Michael Tilson Thomas, Die Sieben Todsünden. She appears in, let's call it, an ill-fated film version of Three Penny Opera. She sings Jenny in that. There are problems with the movie but her performance is very compelling. I'm not going to play the Pirate Jenny from that because I don't particularly like the arrangement. Here's a chance to hear her again towards the very beginning of her career singing a song which she does beautifully and that is My Ship from Lady in the Dark. I think this is an absolutely exquisite rendition of the song and I hope you enjoy it. My ship has that are made of sin The decks Trimmed with gold And of jam and spice There's a paradise In the hold My ships are glow With a million pearls And rubies Sunset high in a sapphire sky when my ship comes in. I can wait the years till it appears one fine day, one spring, but the pearl. 
singers that spring to mind when one thinks of Julia McGuinness. Teresa Stratus, of course, is one of them. In fact, both Stratus and McGuinness sang quite a bit of Courtweil. Both of them sang Jenny, for instance, at the Met. Teresa Stratus did those wonderful recordings of Courtweil songs. And of course, when Julia McGuinness made her enormous international splash as Lulu in the 1981 telecast from the Met, she was replacing Teresa Stratus at 12 hours notice. And as I learned this week in doing my research, she had never sung the role on stage before. She had the benefit of a single staging rehearsal before she went on to cover Stratus. I remember sitting by my television set waiting for this Lulu to come on and I was devastated when Teresa Stratus did not appear. I therefore was not really in a position to adequately assess or appreciate Julia McGuinness or Julia McGuinness Johnson, as she was known in the U.S. at that time. But when one looks at it now and listens to it now, you realize what an exceptional creation this was on her part. Different than Stratus, I have to say, but nevertheless very compelling. And there is, as I played at the beginning of the episode, a 1983 live version from the Wiener Staatsoper. And I believe that the Matt has also published the telecast on DVD. I was talking about Stratas and McGuinness. Another singer that I sometimes think of her in relation to is Barbara Streisand, just because they're always taking on new and interesting challenges, and they both have this full-throttle way of approaching performance. Julie McGuinness did numerous recordings for the German-speaking market in the 1980s. One of them was an album called So In Love, which featured selections from musicals. One of those was Funny Girl, and here she sings People. Eating other 
my dear not boyfriend David is an enormous fan of Julia McGuinness and so we're always listening to her and finding new things to enjoy. One thing that we both remembered from the 1980s was an LP she did of George Gershwin songs. Again, it was recorded for the German-speaking market and so the arrangements are, well, this is the big band und großes Rundfunkorchester des WDR Köln. In other words, it's a radio orchestra, but it's like a big band orchestra. Some of these arrangements are a little overdone, but they very much appealed to the German market. And I'm just going to play you two things from that album, that album, which is certainly one of her best. The first one is an early Gershwin song called Somebody Loves Me. The words are not by Ira Gershwin, but by Buddy De Silva. She gives a very charming performance of this. See if you like it. I did. When this world began, it was heaven's plan. There should be a girl for every single man. To my great regret, someone has upset heaven's pretty program, for we've never met. I'm clutching at straws just because I may meet him yet. Somebody loves me, I wonder who, I wonder who he can be. Somebody loves me, I wish I knew. Can be worries me For every guy who passes by I shout a hey baby Well, uh, maybe Weren't you meant to be my loving Baby, uh, no Somebody loves me I wonder who Maybe it's you Somebody loves me I wonder who Maybe it's you Maybe Maybe it's you And now from Porgy and Bess, she takes on a number that is not so often sung by women, but she gives it a lot of gusto. It's I Got Plenty of Nothing. I hope you enjoy that too. I got plenty of nothing. Nothing's plenty for me. I got no car. I got no mule. I got no misery. Plenty Good luck on the door Great somebody's a gonna rob them While they's out I'm making more What for? I got no lock on the door That's no way to be They can steal the rug from the floor That's okay with me Cause the things that I prize Like the stars in the skies Are all free Oh, I got plenty of nothing And nothing's 
interviews, Julia McGinnis has gone on the record stating that the man who actually fathered her was the family's next-door neighbor, a Greek man named Musiakis, who she would refer to in interviews as the Greek. Her mother and the rest of her family are Puerto Rican, and so she has an interesting hybrid going on there. And because of the Puerto Rican roots, I think that she was a little bit exoticized for the German-speaking market. I've spoken at length in the past about how many African-American artists came over to Germany, people from Gloria Davy to Grace Bunbury to Felicia Weathers and Lawrence Winters and Kenneth Spencer, a black bass that we will be encountering in one of the upcoming crossover episodes. Over many generations, this has been the case. In light of this exoticization, Julie McGuinness, recorded an album in 1980 called Latin Lady. I hadn't even known that this record existed, but when I saw it, I thought, oh, I have to get this for David. So I did, and I dubbed it off, and a few of these numbers have been reissued on compilations, but most of the album has not been readily available to the public. I'm going to play now. Let me count out how many of these I have. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven excerpts from seven of the 12 tracks for you. We're going to start with an arrangement of the Villalobos Baquianas Brasileiras number five. I'm not sure I like the arrangement so much, but the singing is out of this world.
the early 80s in particular, Julia McGuinness was at the absolute peak of her vocal and artistic achievement. And we hear that throughout this record. The next selection is an arrangement of Antonio Carlos Jobim's song Desafinado. If you say my singing is off key, my love, you will hurt my feelings, don't you see, my love? I wish I had an ear like yours, a voice that would behave. All I have is feeling and the voice God gave. You insist my music goes against the rules. Yes, but rules were never made for lovesick fools I wrote this little song for you, but you don't care It's a crooked song, ah, but all my heart is there The thing that you would see if you would play your part Is even if I'm out of tune, I have a gentle heart I took your picture with my trusty rollerblades And now all I have developed is a complex Possibly in vain, I hope you weaken all my love And forget those rigid rules that undermine my dream of A life of love and music with someone who'll understand That even though I may be out of tune When I attempt to say how much I love you All that matters is the message that I bring Which is, my dear one, I love you A life of love and music with someone who'll understand that even though I may be out of tune when I attempt to say how much I love you all that matters is the message that I bring which is my dear one I love you There are a couple novelty numbers on this Latin Lady album as well. I'm going to offer you one of them. It's an arrangement of The Girl from Ipanema, done as The Boy from Ipanema. And this boy, in spite of Julia's trying to get his attention, just doesn't seem interested. And she has a theory about this that she offers at the end of the song. It's kind of cute. his pants. Do you see how tight they are? Ow! 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 Oh, but I watch him so sadly. When he walks to the sea, he looks at my brother, not me. My brother? Tall, little, and young, and handsome, the boy from Ipanema. 
dog goes walking and when he passes I smile but he doesn't see no he just doesn't see oh well maybe he doesn't like girls the next song is the theme from the film Black Orpheus. It's known in Portuguese as Mana de Carnaval, but the English translation of the song is A Day in the Life of a Fool. This receives a really deeply felt and beautifully phrased and sung performance from McGinnis. next number I have discussed on the podcast before when I was doing my needle drop series in January I offered that fascinating if peculiar East German release by Peter Schreier of crossover material called O Sole Mio and he did a song on there called Frühling which proved to be none other than feelings which anyone who grew up in the 70s will remember perhaps not so fondly in doing research on that song at that time, I discovered that the composer and performer of this song, someone named Morris Albert, who actually I believe was Brazilian. Anyway, he had a huge international hit with this tune called Feelings, and it emerged years later that he had stolen the melody from a French composer named Lulu Gasté. So in 1956, Lulu Gasté wrote a song called Pour Toi, For You. It was sung by various singers and later also by Lulu Gasté's wife, Line Renault, a famous actress and singer. And then Lulu Gasté discovered, years after Morris Albert had stolen his song from him, that he had stolen his melody. And he sued him, and 11 years later, he won the suit. And so now, Lulu Gasté is also credited with being a, quote, co-composer of the song. And according to the Wikipedia page, his estate gains seven-eighths of all of the royalties from this song. So how 
ha ha ha. That's neither here nor there in terms of Julia McGuinness's performance. I just want to say this about her singing here. This is not a favorite song of mine, but her performance, it's so heartfelt, it's so intense, and she has this way of digging into the text, regardless of the language. We heard that in the French, we heard that in the German, we've heard it in English. Feelings, nothing more than feelings. Trying to forget my feelings of love. Rolling down on my face Trying to forget My feelings of love Feelings for all my life I'll feel I wish I'd never met you. You'll never come again. Just as that Albanese song was probably his most famous tune, so the Cuban composer Ernesto Lecuona wrote a tune called Andalusia, and it became adapted and became known as The Breeze and I because it's such an exquisite tune, it really captured the imagination and attention of the largest possible international audience. Here's Julie McGinn sounding absolutely stunning with The Breeze and I, which is capped with a splendiferous I C. Thank you very much. The Breeze and I are singing with a sigh that you no longer care. The Breeze and I are whispering goodbye to dreams we used to share. 
here's another song that I didn't think quite so much of before I heard Julia McGuinness sing it. That is, of course, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. I mean, we couldn't do an album called Latin Lady in 1980 without including Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, could we? Here's an excerpt from that performance, and you'll hear, again, her top is just in optimum condition here, but more than that, it's the intensity with which she sings. And as for fortune, and as for fame, I never advised them in, though it seemed to the world they were all I desired. They are illusions, they're not a solution, they promised to be the found in an interview, I believe it was with the Washington Post, that Julia McGuinness was saying that she was really blessed with a natural technique. When her voice was functioning well, it remained completely at her disposal. As we've seen, she sang a wide range of material. This next example is from a number of years later. It's from an album that she did called, I think, La Argentina, the Argentinian. Yeah, it's called La Argentina, and I don't have the CD here with me. Uh, It's back in New York, so I don't have the liner notes handy, but there was, of course, a famous dancer and singer in the early part of the 20th century whose stage name was La Argentina. She was, in fact, Argentinian. I don't know if this album of tangos by Julia McGuinness is referencing that artist in particular. But this album was released in 2003, and she is accompanied by a crackerjack quintet of tango musicians. This is the Astor Piazzolla incredible song called Preludio para el Año 3001. I don't know how to say 3001 in Spanish. I'm so sorry. I'm so horrible. As I say, it's a stunning performance. You hear how her voice has, I don't want to say coarsened, it's just gotten darker, deeper, and, you know, as voices do as they age, it's a little less um, contained, perhaps. Gathered is a term that I sometimes used to describe a technique that's well knit together. Nevertheless, it's a stunning performance. Again, I keep on saying stunning, but I mean, how else can we describe this artist? She's stunning, okay? She's stunning!
nacerá de las cosas que he querido mucho, mucho. Cuando los dioses de casa digan bajito, volvió. Yo besaré la memoria de tus ojos taciturnos para seguirte el poema que me dio hacer me quedo. Renaceré de las frutas de un mercado con laburo y de la mugre serena de un romántico café de un sideral subterráneo plaza de mayo a Saturno y de una bronca de obreros por el sur renaceré pero verás que renazco en el año 3001 y con muchachos y chicas que no han sido y que serán bendeciremos la tierra tierra nuestra y te lo juro que a Buenos Aires de nuevo nos pondremos a juntar. Renaceré, renaceré, renaceré y una gran voz extraterrestre me dará la fuerza antigua y dolorosa de la fe para volver, para creer, para Guys, it's time for my commercial break. I have no advertisers yet. I'm my own advertiser, but I have some exciting news. I have launched my first bonus podcast episode this week. It is a follow-up to the Iliana Kotrubash birthday tribute that I did a few weeks ago. This episode covers some of the bigger roles that Kotrubash took on later in her career, as well as some roles with which she's not as commonly associated, even though they also were important parts in her repertoire. That episode is available to my supporters on Patreon. If you want to support me, you can do that for as little as $2 a month, and you will gain access to all of the bonus material that I'm posting thus far. I have several other bonus episodes in the can. To access the Patreon page, simply go to patreon.com slash countermelody and you can offer your support there. It's on a monthly basis. Bear that in mind when you're making your contribution. 
The other thing I'm going to ask you all to do, especially in the next few days, is to go to any of the podcast platforms where you normally listen to your podcasts, subscribe, rate, and download episodes of Counter Melody. Let me explain. I have to go renew my residency visa at the Ausländerbehörde here in Berlin on Thursday, and I would like to be able to show them that I have had a real uptick in people who have been downloading my episodes. It would also be nice if you listened to the episodes, and I hope that you will. There's something there for everyone. Thank you very much, and now back to the program. You know, I had just mentioned Ilyana Kotrubash as the subject of the bonus episode that I just posted this last week. Here's a surprise, perhaps, for some of you. Julia McGuinness made her U.S. opera debut in San Francisco in 1978, singing Musetta in La Boheme. And who but Ilyana Kotrubash was the Mimi, also making her San Francisco opera debut. And I'm going to offer Julia McGuinness singing and the last strophe of the so-called Musetta's Waltz, she sings in duet with Ileana Kotrubash, who, as Mimi, is offering a commentary on what she's observing on the part of Musetta's behavior. Another major operatic achievement of Julia McGuinness was her portrayal of the role of the ill-fated heroine in Poulenc and Jean Cocteau's La Voix Humaine. In the mid-1980s, she made a recording with Georges Prêtre conducting. Prêtre also conducted the world premiere of the piece and recorded it with Denise Duval, who we heard a few weeks ago on our episode about French charm. I think that Julia McGuinness is one of the very few non-French singers who brings the proper Gallic touch to this role. I'm going to offer you just a short excerpt of her recording of this. It's a portion that's normally cut from the opera in which the heroine describes to her lover on the other end of the telephone call what has been going on with his dog. He's left the dog behind the same time that he's deserted her. And she's saying it's two days since he's left the bedroom. He looks at me accusingly. It's as if he blames me that you have gone away. She brings something 
special to the whole role, but this is the chance to hear a part of the opera that's not normally performed. Je te jure qu'il m'est frais, il ne mange plus, il ne bouge plus, et quand il me regarde, il me donne la chair de poule. Comment veux-tu que je sache Il croit peut-être que je t'ai fait du mal. Pauvre bête, je n'ai aucune raison de lui en vouloir. Je ne le comprends que trop bien. Il t'aime. Il ne te voit plus rentrer. Il croit que c'est ma faute. Oui, mon chéri, c'est un bon Dieu, mais c'est un chien. Malgré son intelligence, il ne peut pas le dominer. Mais je ne sais pas, mon chéri, comment veux-tu que je sache On n'est plus soi-même. Sans que j'ai déchiré le paquet de mes photographies, d'un seul coup, sans mon apercevoir. Même pour un homme, ce serait un tour de force. Here is another role that Julia McGuinness took on. That is Zalome. And I remember in the mid-1980s purchasing an LP. It was called Open Gala. And it featured Julia McGuinness singing excerpts from Traviata, Louise, Mephistophele, Bohème, something else. Oh, Romeo et Juliette, Poison Aria. And the entire LP was crowned by this hair-raising performance of the final scene of Zalome. She also sang this role in, I think it was Geneva in the mid-1980s, around the time this recording was made. There's also a performance of the complete opera in those Switzerland performances that's available on YouTube. I'm taking this from the studio recording, which I finally, after years and years and years of searching, got my hands on again. I'm offering the portion in which Zalome describes what Johann Anna's body was like to her, and we go through the section where she says, Und das Geheimnis der Liebe ist größer als das Geheimnis des Todes. The secret of love is even greater than the secret of death. Oh! <laughs> 
One last bit of Schlag auf Deutsch for you before we turn to musicals, with which we're going to round off the episode. That is the so-called Schicksalsmelodie, which we know as the theme from Love Story, or Where Do I Begin? This is from that same recording from 1973, from which the Albanese performance stemmed. It receives a full-throated, full-hearted performance. Look, I was telling this to David earlier that this is the song by which every music student learns to identify a descending minor six. Where do I be? Wait a minute, I can't do it now. Where do I begin to tell the story of how great our love has been, etc. She does a much nicer job of it, but mm, it's a beautiful interval that descending minor six and joy. numbers that I'm going to offer from various musicals all have particular application for the world in which we're currently living. The first is the song I Remember from Stephen Sondheim's TV musical Evening Primrose. Julia McGuinness sang this song at a Sondheim tribute at the Barbican Center in London in 1998. The premise of the piece is that there are these persons living in a department store that never leave and can never see the sky or trees or anything. It's all left for them to revisit these things in their memory and their memory alone since they will never again see them. I don't really understand why that's the case, but that's the premise. And certainly I don't even have to describe why that applies to us right now in the midst of this global pandemic. I remember sky It 
Here's another point of commonality between Teresa Stratos and Julia McGuinness. There's a musical by Charles Strauss and Stephen Schwartz called Rags about the immigrant experience in the United States. Teresa Stratos sang it in its very few performances on Broadway, and when Columbia Records got together a cast to record the piece after the ill-fated Broadway run, I don't know the reasons, but Stratos was not available, and Julia McGuinness recorded her role. And here is, again, an excerpt from the heart-tugging central song of the piece called Children of the Wind. We don't really have to point out the obvious connections with the immigrant experience in the world today. It's very much what immigrants to the United States were undergoing more than a hundred years ago.
closing, I'd like to offer an excerpt from Julia McGuinness's first Broadway appearance in 1964 in the role of Hodel in Fiddler on the Roof. This is, again, an extraordinarily touching song called Far From the Home I Love. I think it serves as a wonderful tribute to the peripatetic artist that Julia McGuinness was and is, that she has created a niche for herself in three very distinct markets. First, the German-speaking market, then the French-speaking market, and a more international audience as well in English. I just want to say that I know that she was, at the very beginning of 2020, still performing. I believe those performances were scheduled to be her farewell to the stage. She has done, in recent years, a number of different one-woman shows at the Odyssey Theater Ensemble in Los Angeles, a 99-seat house. Here's the song, Far From the Home I Love, from Fiddler on the Roof. Well, give him my regards, this uh, Moses of yours. I always thought he was a good man. Tell him I rely on his honor to treat my daughter well. Tell him that. Papa, God alone knows when we shall see each other again. Then we will leave it in his hands. There where my heart has settled long ago, I must go, I must go. Who could imagine I'd be wandering so far from the home I love? This is a fearless, treasurable, idiosyncratic artist who, for many decades now, more than 50 years, has brought the very best of herself and presented it with love to her public. I should mention that when I was working at the Châtelet in 2005, I actually saw the dress rehearsal of Peter Utwisch's opera Angels in America, based on the Tony Kushner play. Julia McGuinness portrayed the role of Harper, and she was positively riveting. She's one of those actors and artists and singers that you simply cannot take your eyes off of. Thanks for joining me today for the second of my crossover episodes this summer. I will be bringing you yet another exceptional and unexpected artist next week. Let's close off with Julia McGuinness singing a song with which she became quite closely associated when you wish upon a star from Pinocchio. Like a Ooh.
my dear friends, keep the song in your hearts. I hope you'll join me again next week. I'm Daniel Gundlach. Till then.